This is Point of View with Chris Berg. Good evening and welcome to Point of View. I'm Chris Berg. Thank you so much for joining us. Got a great show in store for you tonight. We're going to share excerpts from a couple of interviews I did earlier today in a live stream up on our Facebook page. If you want to see it in its entirety, please go to facebook.com forward slash POV now. But I sat down, we talked about the Enbridge Line 3 pipeline and some of the protests that have been taking place as of late. In fact, guess who was in town? Jane Fonda. Jane Fonda was up here in northwestern Minnesota protesting against Line 3. You're going to hear from a special guest from Enbridge about that. Plus, right now, you've got some parents right now that are looking to recall four Fargo school board members. We've talked about this as of late. Like, look, many people, I think, they depended upon a President Trump or a Rush Limbaugh, people that nature to go out and be the megaphone. Right now, what we're saying here is, look, this is up to you. You want to be part of a community that's going to actually get out and take some action and make a difference one way or another, whatever it is, this is the place to be right here on Point of View. So here's some of those conversations from earlier today. Ali, it's great to have you with us. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks so much for having me, Chris. I appreciate you uh, giving me the time today. Oh, I'm so happy to have you with us. I do want to get to some comments as well, but if you don't mind, I'm curious for you, is this the first time that you've been really actively involved in something like this? Yeah, I have a, I have a first grader and a four-year-old. So, um, I mean, I graduated from Fargo Public Schools. My dad graduated from Fargo Public Schools. Um, so I'm a definite product of the education system, but I have not necessarily, like I have never spoken at a school board meeting before this year. Um, I've watched them, I've checked in on the big issues, you know, things like, um, like Trollwood a couple of years ago, the teacher negotiations back two years ago. There's, you know, there's things that I check in on every once in a while, but honestly, until I got a kid in the school system, I, I didn't really have a ton of skin in the game. Um, and I think that really a lot of us parents kind of felt that way. There was a healthy level of trust that the folks that were on this board were ultimately making decisions that were, you know, in the best interest of our kids' education. Um, and that's that's part of the reason that we're that we're recalling these folks um, and we're driving this campaign. And the reason I want to ask you that question because I, I get the sense that there's a lot of people that are waking up and it just sort of like you said, we just trusted everybody. Hey, you figure it out. And now they're going, wait a second, that that didn't work. I got to get involved. Are you finding a lot of people that are waking up as well? Yeah. And I, and I think really a lot of it has to do with just there's when you make these really big detrimental decisions, um, you're just like, as a parent, you just want answers. And, and if you don't have, and if you don't agree with the answer, that's fine. Um, it's just, there needs to be a dialogue with parents. And that's the biggest thing that when I listen to groups on both sides, um, I'm listening to groups that were, you know, against distance learning groups that were against math mandates. And then I went to the other groups and I went, and I was reading through their comments too, as far as like the, the folks that wanted full CDC implementation and, and the, the other side of it. And they're saying the same thing. They're just, they're, nobody's having conversations. Nobody's having dialogue. So like wow. if you something as controversial as the masks, like both sides of the, of the story, like the two sides, they're not going to agree on the mask situation, but they will, if you listen to their comments, they're all about the fact that there was zero dialogue um, with these folks that are making the decisions. And so let's talk about what you specifically want to accomplish here in Fargo. What inspired you for this recall and, and why? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I, I feel like my story is probably very similar to a lot of these moms that are up here talking at the school board for the very first time, which was 
after they announced the um, return to learn plan and they had announced the hybrid plan and they they sent us a survey as parents. They did a Zoom meeting with no ability to talk, ask questions, anything. It was here, we're going to present our plan to you and then you get to respond via survey and we're going to pull you to see what you want to do and then we're going to do what we want to do anyways. Um, and that has been the theme for a long time with the Board of Education and here in Fargo. Um, they ask for feedback, but then they really don't do anything. They don't take accountability for these decisions that they're making, and they don't actually defend the reasons that they made these choices, nor do I think when you look in some of the things, they actually even did the research to understand why they're making these decisions on and what they're voting on. The decisions that they're making are affect a lot of lives. It's not just those of us that have kids in the school. As an employer, you've got people that have kids, and so you have to figure out work schedules and everything like that. I mean, I will tell you as a as an employer over the last year, having six different school districts and then you had the private school districts on top of it trying to manage all of those COVID plans to figure out how to best run your business was not was a nightmare. We live in a metro area. Why was there no conversations between any of the school boards? Um, it's just simple things like that that are just frankly common sense. Um, and it's it's wrong. I mean, when you think about the amount of money that was given to Fargo Public Schools this year, and the teachers had zero say in the usage of that. I don't even think half the teachers in the school even know what the millions of dollars were even used for this year. Do um, you know? Because I've seen the numbers, no. the numbers are staggering. I don't, because all I've been told as a parent is that like masks are the like the best mitigation strategy we have, and it's the only thing that works, and we haven't done anything else, but yet they have. You know, they, they did air, air filtration systems in all of Fargo Public Schools, but they didn't announce that. And then their plan for the new $44 million that's coming in that directly ties to having a plan in place that states utilization of the CDC guidelines um, is $44 million for coaches. It's just a huge slap on the coaches, learning coaches. They are going to they are going to employ temporary positions to put coaches in the classrooms. And forty four million dollars. Yeah. Lorraine Little, director of community engagement. Lorraine, I think we've had you on the show before, so welcome back. It's great to have you. And uh, what can you give us as far as an update as, as the protests that have been happening there in northern Minnesota? Great. Well, thanks for having me on today, Chris. Um, well, I can say that earlier this week, we had a um, fairly significant protest uh, that occurred at one of our um, pump stations that are under construction here in northern Minnesota as part of the Line 3 replacement project. Uh, we had uh, several hundred people um, on site. Uh, we did have a, a crew of workers who were um, there performing their job duties uh, that morning. Um, all 44 of those workers had to be evacuated from the site, um, including the Native American contractor, Gordon Construction, which was an important part of the team. Um, they and their workers all had to be evacuated from the site as the protesters breached our fence. Unfortunately, this picture shows some of the damage that was sustained by the equipment that was within the, the fence walls uh, that the, the protesters, you know, those folks called it a direct action, and uh, once we were able to get inside and evaluate the damage, um, it was anything but, you know, it was trespass and it was vandalism. There was garbage all over the site, but, you know, very disappointing to see, a, you know, a local company who's working hard to give, you know, jobs to local Minnesotans um, be hurt in this process. 
So um, I know Jane Fonda was there. How many people were there within this protest? How long did it last? Uh, well, we estimate, you know, we weren't on site. So, you know, just by uh, our estimates, I think, you know, a few hundred people for sure were there. Uh, the protest started pretty early in the morning and lasted throughout the day. You know, unfortunately, uh, well, fortunately, the police were able to clear the inside of the, the fence perimeter uh, so that we were able to get a crew in uh, yesterday morning to begin assessing the damage. Um, and so we do have uh, folks who are, you know, back at the job site today, largely clean up and continuing to make that assessment on the damage done. Can you give us an update? I mean, maybe if you don't mind, because I know everyone hears about line three, but aren't as educated about it as you are. So just what are you trying to do exactly? What's the status and are things pretty much greenlit now at this point, other than these protests? Sure. Well, you know, we have an existing uh, line three that's been in operation as part of the Enbridge system that crosses northern Minnesota. It's been in operation since the, you know, mid 1960s. Uh, that pipeline uh, several years ago, we deemed that uh, it needed to be replaced. Um, and so we've undertaken a regulatory or the regulatory process in Minnesota uh, that took uh, about six years. Very thorough process. Uh, you know, the Minnesota Public Utilities Commission, um, several state agencies already reviewed and uh, approved the project um, sometimes multiple times. Um, we did receive all of the permits that were necessary to begin construction in early December 2020. Uh, so we, of course, began immediately and uh, we're currently about 60% complete with the project. Um, and, you know, the, the great thing about, uh, you know, the work that we've had to do across the state of Minnesota is we at one point had more than 5,000 people who were working on the pipeline. Uh, currently, now we've got about 3,000. So, you know, it's been a very important economic boost to northern Minnesota, especially at a time where, you you know, COVID has kind of decimated the economy up here. We had an opportunity to revive it. I want to ask you a question, I think, is um, that we're being asked. I want to share a little bit from this website and then a question that came up and see if you can answer this. Because in this website that I shared last week, one of the things they mentioned is um, we're going to gather northern Minnesota June 5th to June 8th. We're going to put our bodies on the line to stop the construction. And then Amanda's like, I don't I don't understand. Why, why do they vandalize it? Can you help us understand what, what's the purpose of the vandalizing? And, and then they say, hey, we're going to put our bodies on the line. Well, we certainly, you know, respect people's right to peaceful protest. Um, you know, I'm not sure what people's motivations are to, um, you know, engage in acts of vandalism. It was incredibly unfortunate to have that take place at this site. You know, not only just uh, the damage done to the site, that's one thing, but the workers who were scared and had to evacuate is a completely other thing. You know, so definitely if people want to protest peacefully, absolutely. Um, but this just takes it a step too far. Has anybody been arrested or charged? Um, there were, yeah, there there were arrests uh, and citations that took place uh, as law enforcement uh, cleared the, the area. Uh, over 170 arrests and I believe over 60 citations. Thank you so much to our special guests for their time and their insight. Again, if you want to see those conversations in their entirety, just go to our Facebook page. It's facebook.com forward slash POV now. Please share your point of view with us. Very easy to do. You can email us, text us, leave us a voicemail because coming up next, we're talking about opening day, opening day in Medora. Stick around. Fascinating conversation. Much more coming up.